This is Buttsucker99, and I'm a huge fan. I've been listening for years and years. Lance Wackley, if you're listening right now, I would suck you off to make a few more episodes. No. You know what? That's a lie. Lance Wackerly, I would suck you the fuck off to make one more episode. You make one more episode of Satan Run with Mr. D fucking Simon, and we'll suck you off. Oh yeah, my favorite podcast is the Sick and Wrong Podcast, cause it's a very good It's a funny, 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 funny show. Sick and Wrong Podcast is a wonderful podcast. It's a miraculous podcast. It's like the best podcast in the whole wide, wide, wide world. Good evening and welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, E. Simon. And I'm Harrison. So Harrison, uh, you don't appear too concerned about my upcoming trip to Europe. No, I. Yeah, I, no. I, you know, I just noticed. I mean, I've been hanging out with you for uh, for a couple hours here tonight, and mm. you haven't been like, you know, D. I'm really concerned about you going to Europe. You know, based on all the the, the events that have been occurring in Paris. Yeah. Did you, have you? Have you? Were you just like? Well, I guess I'm going to probably have to carry on this podcast myself if he is uh, kidnapped by ISIS. I have to learn a lot of stuff, you know? So, wait, so if to, I'm taken yeah. by ISIS, are you going to come uh, you gonna come over there with, uh, with what's his name? The guy from... With uh, Liam Neeson. Yeah, Liam Neeson. Yeah. And, and, and get me back. I do this for a living. <laughs> Look. <laughs> you let her go now, that would be the end of it. I'll find you. I'll hunt you down. And uh, I will kill you. I've got a specific set of skills. <laughs> Um. Yeah, tragedy in Paris, man. Mm, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. It's, I mean, no, it'd be stupid to worry about you going because what are you going to be pussy? You're not going to go because some people got shot. Well, it's it's know? funny because uh, well, it's not funny that anyone got shot, but I've been getting all these calls. Like my sister mm. freaked out about mm. it. My brother actually didn't really seem to give a shit either. Mm. Um. But yeah, my uh, my cousin called me up and uh, she was all concerned. She's like, "Maybe you should cancel your trip." And I was like, "Why would I cancel my trip?" Mm. I got why why would terrorists deter me? Didn't uh, didn't G W Bush say we will not bow down to terrorists? I maybe maybe I don't he's think I've ever that. quoted Bush. Yeah. Um, no. Anyway, why? Yeah. It just I don't understand why something like this would deter deter someone. Yeah, I don't really know how I would behave in a terrorist attack because I've never been in one. Right. Um, I'd like to think I'd be like, a, I don't know, like a tough guy or something or do something. Like, I'd, I'd like to think like, okay, the guy's reloading his gun. I'm going to tackle him and and then, I don't know, whine in a Jewish nasally voice and try to talk him out of doing this. But I, I don't know what I would do. Yeah, I don't, play think, you dead. Would, I don't think you would do that. <laughs> I think you'd play dead or you'd be like... You know, I'm getting the fuck is, out of here. Is there duck fat in this popcorn? Because if there is, I can't eat it. Oh, the guy's shooting over there. Just oh. pushing all the women yeah, and the yeah, children yeah. out of the way. Like, get out of my way, <laughs> Frenchies. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, you know, I have no idea what I would do. But at the same time, I don't think anyone should live their life in fear. No. Like, I don't think you should worry 
about this. I also don't think you should be, you should prejudge someone walking towards you because you think they might have a gun. If they have a gun, then there's a chance you might die. Right. But I, I remember, I, like, because I, I lived in, you know, New York during 9-11, and it was like after, for like a year after 9-11, It'd be like it's a plaid orange alert with the orange, whatever that yeah, system yeah, was, the, you know. The, the and there's that. like there's gonna be an attack in the sub. Like every week, it'd be like there's gonna be an attack in the subway. They're gonna attack this. They're gonna no, Just nothing this ever paranoia. happened. Yeah, nothing you know? ever happened. But it'd be like I don't know. I still gotta go to fucking work. You know, like. I mean, don't don't whatever. get me wrong. I'm not trying to downplay the tragedy. I mean, mm. it's like Paris is reeling from these oh, yeah. series of horrific attacks, and the fact yes. that it was coordinated. And it, and it happened simultaneously at different points of the city, you know, means that there was forethought. Like right. it's, so now there's terrorist cells operating in uh, parts of Europe. They're probably planning attacks, symbolic attacks on major cities. Yeah. You know, trying to, uh, to take out as many people as possible to make their point. Yeah, that's scary. That sucks. But at mm. the same time, I don't think it should stop people from living their lives no, from no, going no. to work from visiting another country you know I mean it's I don't think it, I don't think it should stop it should make people like now scared of anyone wearing a burqa from performing with their terrible improv group whatever whatever yeah, people you know, want to do it, it's you know? just that, and so, so for me it's like yeah, yeah I guess it would suck if I got shot by some crazy ISIS guy on a train that's gonna suck but oh well <laughs> I, I was at a bar last night and there were three girls that had t-shirts that were on the back, it was like big peace symbols made with the Eiffel Tower. You got to be kidding me, dude. And it was like, this happened six hours ago. You had t-shirts made? You went and made t-shirts? Did they make their own t-shirts? I don't know. I don't know. It was like, I didn't want to talk to them. It was, it was that, kinda... That's an industrious person, though, to go out yeah. and put those shirts up well, on like Cafe <laughs> Press and start selling it like three hours after it happened. Well, they were wearing them. So it wasn't even like they got them made on the internet. It's like they went to the mall or wherever you go to when you need a t-shirt made made like that day you know like "Ah, I gotta like as soon as it happens you gotta get on it's unbelievable did you change your uh, Facebook profile to the France flag overlay no you heartless bastard I mean it seems like it's like I gotta there's a layer in Photoshop and I gotta do an overlay I don't know you know what I mean who's that gonna help who's that gonna help that's not gonna help anybody well there's websites that show you how to do it I'm sure there, I, you know, there's websites that show me how to do a lot of things I've been meaning to do. I've been meaning to get a fucking therapist. I've been meaning to, you know what I mean? I mean to do a lot of things. I what, haven't gotten around to What about when it. the gays could marry? Did you put the, the gay flag on your... No. Jesus, Harrison. Well, what, Who do you support? The Nazis? Did you put a Nazi flag on your, on your Facebook picture? God uh, damn. Yeah, on, on 420. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, how, who's it going to help if I, if I put a fucking overlay of colors over my profile picture who, i don't know it's that social media it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like now all of a sudden you get everybody's like you gotta pray for paris and you gotta pray for all these other victims you're like oh come on okay all right mm. no it, no i mean it's it's terrible and you know i it, heart it, it, goes with the, the victims of the thing you know it, it was kind of insane though uh you know the fact that it happened like during uh the eagles of death metal show do you know that band eagles of death metal i've heard like one song I, I actually know well i don't know those guys but i partied with those guys a couple of times okay uh yeah. sleazy e um it's friends of a friend of a friend and it's like we ended up like being backstage at a show and and like hung out with this one of the guys from mm. queens of stone age and caius right. josh homie was the original member of the band okay. it's kind of an offshoot of the band but josh homie wasn't touring with them in france and they played last mm. night but a uh, pretty good band we'll, we'll end the show with one of their songs 
But yeah, they they were like on stage performing. Two mm. guys come in with Kalishnikovs uh, and just start blowing people away. Right. And uh, in fact, one of the uh, the I think some of the band's crew ended up uh, dying, and like a hundred people were executed. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. crazy. It's insane. Yeah. And yeah. Dudes were wearing uh, terrorists were wearing like strapped like bomb suits, like bomb mm. vests, and trying to get into that stadium where mm. uh, Francois Holland was. Yeah, right. And uh, Germany was playing France. And so, yeah, then, then, like, security ended up catching them, and then they end up, like, stepping back and just detonating the explosives. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's insane to think that there's, you know, it's a, a war by terror is happening now. Right. It's because at first, like, ISIS is like, ah, oh, they're in Syria. You know, what, what are they going to do? Mm. And then they blow up that plane, the Russian plane from Egypt. Mm. You know, that was an ISIS bomb. Right. Now the Parisian attacks. So, uh, you know, I'm going to be in, uh, in the next week, I'm going to be in London. Glasgow, London's probably a prime target. I mean, think about it. It might be. I mean, France has kind of a weird history just because like they, it's not the first time they've ever had to deal with this, you know, when they were fighting the war in Algeria, you know, there were bombings and stuff like that of a similar nature, you know. Did you see uh, Trump's tweet that, that was going around because he's an insensitive prick. But oh, he tweeted something about like, oh, no surprise that in the, the city with the toughest or the country with the toughest gun control laws, something like this would happen. Well, actually, the weird thing about that is that that tweet was from January 6th. It was from, oh, from the, Charlie, Charlie Hebdo, Hebdo yeah, yeah, but yeah. it started Somebody resurfacing. Yeah, yeah and, like someone retweeted it. And then the French uh, ambassador like responded to it. But I think Trump actually repeated the mm. uh, his assertion that like if right. everybody if like mm. all the civilians had guns and something like this wouldn't have happened. Right, good guy, good guy yeah. with a gun. And good, good observation there, Trump. Yeah, very keen, very perceptive individual. <laughs> but yeah, but the thing is though, which, which which is interesting about it, if you think about a country like like France or Paris, a city like Paris versus a city like London, I'm not sure. You know, a terrorist group would carry off a coordinated attack like this in London. I mean, there's cameras on everything. You know, that, that that whole country seems to be on high alert. Yeah. I think their Orwellian surveillance system would pick it up you right. know, weeks before it would even happen. Yeah. You yeah. know? And so I, I'm not sure if something like that could happen. But you know, at the same time, it's like I don't think you should live in fear of, of something. Like, no. You know, it's... I kind of feel that way. Not that I'm, I'm also not sure that British people are capable of feeling fear. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't that know That might either. be out, a little out of their wheelhouse, you know? <laughs> Um, but yeah, you know, I, I, I wonder, and it's, yeah, my, I know my family's quite concerned that I'm going to be going there. My sister's like, you better get an AT&T international calling card plan. And I was like, well, why? If I'm getting shot by a terrorist, do you think I'm going to call you? Mm. She was like, hopefully. Mm. <laughs> I was like, if you're a hostage, I'd want to know. And I'm like, well, what are you going to do? Mm. And yeah, I was like, well, I, I could just, I bet you I'd call my brother and he would just be like, uh, bullshit. Mm. <laughs> he would never believe it. You know, I, uh, I probably wouldn't believe it. <laughs> if I, uh, mm. I'm sure I, I did get an international car, calling card plan. I'm going to call your ass if I'm mm. a hostage. Okay. If I'm a hostage, bunch of ISIS guys, they're probably going to think I'm like some famous journalist. A calling card plan? A calling whatever it is. The oh, calling okay. plan. Like, oh, you so got to pay. This, 1991, you're getting a calling card? No, you got to pay like 60 bucks. It's like mm. their international plan. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I think unlimited texting and yeah. like a dollar a minute and you're, you're first born or something. No, 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 sure but do it. it. Seriously, do that. Because I, got, I went to Japan. I tried to buy a SIM card there and it didn't work. And it was a whole, it was a disaster. But that's what the, the, the AT and T guy was like. Yeah. You know, you could just unlock your phone, go to the country, and put a SIM card in it. And I was like, I guess I could. Yeah. Do you really think I know how to do that? <laughs> right. Like, 
Like, yeah, though, that's what they said to me. They're like, oh, you didn't unlock your phone? I'm like, I don't even know. I, what? I Like, you used to be able to do that, but it was like unlocking like a fucking PS3 where you had to do, you know, you had to like open it up and put a chip inside and do some crazy shit. I, I don't know. I, don't know how to, I mean, I'm, I yeah. mean it's, looks, it's like the, uh, the, the, the Hellraiser cube. I, I have yeah. no idea how to open yeah. that thing. And if I do, it's like it's going to cost me like $700 yeah. and I'm going to be in debt to Apple and Steve Jobs going to resurrect, come kill me and... I don't know. Cut my dick off. Yeah. No, he does. He does. I, I don't know what happened. I'm not going to do that. I just, mm. I was like, you know what? I'll just pay you 60 bucks and I'll keep watch of how long I'm talking to someone. Mm. But then again, if I'm about to be killed by ISIS, who gives a shit? Right. You know, it's like, I'm sorry, AT&T. This debt's going to go unpaid. You know, charge ISIS. Mm. <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's horrible that this could happen. My heart goes out to uh, all the victims of this attack and, Absolutely. You know, I mean, it'll be interesting to see, though, what you know, what's what's France going to do now. You know, but what's the U.S. going to do? Yeah, they, they act all tough right after it happens. Mm. But I, I bet you they bring in the fucking rainbow alert code system. Right. So who knows? I think the whole issue is this is. I don't want to trivialize these attacks in in, in any way, but but you will. I will. I think yeah. the Islamic extremists mm-hmm. need to smoke a little weed. Okay. I think they need to smoke some marijuana, watch a couple hours of porn, maybe have a you know a couple wanks here and there, and fucking settle down. Like what? Like seriously, if those guys smoked a little weed, don't they smoke hashish? No, they they don't do anything. I think they get their hands cut well, off. No, no, you can't you can't drink if you're a Muslim, but you can actually smoke hashish in a hookah. It's fine. I think they smoke tobacco. But I mean they. I think if they do, they smoke. I mean, do. they I they know. produce opium, hmm. and they made that they sell to make heroin. But I don't think they do it. No, they're not supposed to do. It. Well, you know? actually, there's a huge problem in Afghanistan with people getting addicted to heroin. But whatever. I know they um, fuck little boys in Afghanistan. That's fine, but you can't smoke weed or look at porn. Sh- I, I just sure. I just think like maybe have a beer, smoke a little weed, and watch a little porn. Okay, and you might calm down. Right. Like I I know I just don't get it. It, it doesn't make any sense. But maybe I have a new outlook. Okay. Because I have a marijuana card. Oh, right. Yes. You know, I could right now, I could be high as shit if I wanted to be. I could be so high that I'd be making even less sense than I'm making right now. I don't know why you waited. So I should have. Yeah. Oh, you mean mm. to get a card? Yeah. You've lived in California for a long time. I didn't want to be put on the list. What list? That list. The NRA or, or who has a list? No, not the NRA. The uh, Secret Service has a list. You know, if I, if I, okay, if I ever end up having a child and I'm in a custody dispute, they're going to be like, nah, he smokes a lot of weed. Do you want your kid to be around a guy that smokes a lot the of weed? The Secret Service is going to come intervene on, and, and. There's a good chance. Have you ever watched the, the show have, Homeland? They have a list and they're just going to come and, and, uh, what, hang out and listen to your fucking demo tape? You <laughs> have know? you ever watched the show Homeland? Uh, no. So Claire Danes has this list. Hmm. Of all the weed smokers, if I'm remembering the episode correctly. Okay. Something like that. But anyway, they, they, they used to say there's a list. And, mm. I, and I was always kind of like, I feel like if I got this card, I'm mm. a certifiable stoner. Like, I, I'm going to be a stoner and I'm going to be amongst a group of just people that are stoned all the time because I'm just a stoner. Right. And so, you know, for years, I didn't, I, I kind of just would smoke weed sparingly every now and then, you mm. know, if I felt like it. And I kind of like having it around if I wanted it. But, but, you know, I haven't really been a stoner probably since college. Okay. Um, but recently, 
yeah, I, I don't know where to get weed. Mm. Like, I have no idea where to go and get marijuana. Like, I have no, I don't know anyone that smokes weed. I, except for, I know a couple guys that have cards. And yep. so I'd have to go beg them or buy them lunch or something to go. And then when they're, when they were free, take them to the dispensary so they could buy marijuana for me. That sounds annoying. Yeah. Uh, well, you don't well, you know, actually, what, what, have you ever had this happen to you where your drug dealer, you're pretty sure he died or went to jail? Yeah, because he's not returning your tax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you're like, oh, if I could break into his apartment right now, <laughs> I bet I could like find his stash. I've been toying, I've, I've with, this. I've been toying with this all week. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know. <laughs> If yeah, I were a younger man, I I probably would. But the, but the thing is, though, you get so upset. Like, why isn't he returning my text? Mm, yeah. Like, does he not? Am I like, you know, is he blacklisting me now or something? Did I say something? Did I not like sit there and play a, a video game with him? Mm, you no, know? you got you to gotta play at least one. At least one, match you know, Matt Tekken match leave. or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I haven't actually had to deal with that in a long time. Mm. And here, you know, in... LA, I'm sure there's a lot of marijuana here, but most people have cards and they go to dispensaries. Mm. So it's like, you know, you don't, you don't know the guy. There's, there's no guy on my street that's dealing eights, mm. you know, that could call up and be like, hey, can I get a quarter ounce? Like, you, you can't do that. So anyway. Well, I, now I, you're on a list of, of people who probably listen to Rush. Now you're on that list. I think I so. uh, need to invest in one of those reggae hats. Mm. You know, the one I was talking about this, like ones that look like the Jamaican colors. Absolutely, those and the those devil sticks where you flip the oh, stick with that, around. The stick thing. Yeah, yeah, get that. Get those that, too. That, that'd be kind of cool. Maybe yeah. uh, one of those cloth sacks, a hacky sack. <laughs> you know, the cloth sack. <laughs> yes, the cloth. <laughs> I the should walk around. Sack. It's like I got a yeah. cloth sack. Yeah. It's a forty-year-old yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna That'd bounce it off cool. my foot. Watch this. I wonder if the dispensaries sell the cloth sacks. Do they? I think yeah. They should have. I mean, you should have gotten one with your card. You yeah, know? you should have gotten know, a hacky I, sack. They, they with should your give card. you an honorary hacky yeah. sack. It's like you're in the stoner club or at least now. An ultimate frisbee or something. You know. I'm not a stoner. Hmm. I have a medical condition, Harrison. A medical condition that's being treated with medicinal marijuana. Judaism? <laughs> that's one of the many. Mm. Um, no, insomnia, actually. Oh, okay. Insomnia. Mm. Um, I had to come up with something. Mm. You know, that, that's what's kind of funny about this whole process. I was talking to this girl mm. that I recently met, and she was telling me, like, because I, I was talking about, like, I think I might have mentioned, like, yeah, I don't really mm. know many people that smoke weed. It's hard to mm. get weed. I'd have to go ask somebody that has a card. She's like, why don't you just get a card? I'm like, I don't know. Mm. Is it difficult? She's like, no, it's not difficult. Mm. You just go down to uh, one of the uh, fucking clinics. And so I looked it up on Yelp, and yeah, sure enough, I right on Sunset, the place called Hollywood Easy Clinic. So I went to Hollywood Easy Clinic. Yeah, yeah. classy. You could tell it's uh, authentic. Mm. Um, so I went over there, and you, yeah, you go in, you sign some paper. It kind of looked like a like a small DMV office, actually. Did I didn't, didn't even look like a doctor's office. It just like, had a bunch of. Uh, you know, uh, metal chairs, fold out folding chairs, and like a guy behind a counter, and he had me like fill out this form with my name and your social, your social security number, your driver's mm -hmm. license. Like right. they have all your information. Sure. For the, well, for the list, because yeah. they got to give you the Secret Service. Right. Um, and, and they keep asking you, like, are you schizophrenic? 
Have you ever had a schizophrenic meltdown? Have you ever had visions or hallucinations? <laughs> without, it's like they keep asking you this whole schizophrenic checklist. It's like, mm. no, no, mm. no. And so anyway, I, I finished that and it cost 50 bucks. Mm. And you could get like a, you can get like a laminated ID card for an extra 20 bucks. So then I could actually flash that and be like, I'm a stoner, everybody. Mm. <laughs> you know, give me your cloth sacks. Mm. <laughs> um, but anyway, the guy's like, Dr. Davidson will be out in a second. Just, you know, hang out. So I was just kind of chilling. And then uh, Dr. Davidson comes out. And this guy was like exactly like the, the, the exact picture of what I thought a marijuana doctor would look like. Mm. He was wearing kind of like black scrubs. And he had a stethoscope. And he was just like a big bro. Like a mm. big bro with like a fucking, I don't know, Japanese, tri- like Japanese mm. tattoos, half sleeve. He had a man bun. And he was all like, What's going on, bro? And I had to fist bump him. I think Dr. Manbun was a rejected Grey's Anatomy character. <laughs> because he got rejected, he's not working in a real hospital. Yeah, now he's yeah. working in a, disp- or a, mm-hmm. a marijuana hospital. Exactly. So he's like, all right, bro, come on then back and let me examine you. <laughs> and so I was like, uh, okay. And so we go in the back and there's the other doctor who's just this like hippie guy with dreadlocks and a mm-hmm. beard. And he's just listening to like, I don't know what, I think he was listening to like, Dave Matthews banders. There was some kind of jam band going on the back there. And then he's like, Hey bro. And I was like, Hey. And so I go in and then sure enough, there's Dr. Davidson's office. And it's a bunch of like, there's a bunch of like diplomas on mm. the wall from universities that I've never heard of. Okay. Yeah. Like uh Greenway university mm. or uh, there was one called, what was, what was the name of it? I actually like looked it up. The mm. medical cannabis Institute. And then another one from Pacific Western University. Have you ever heard of any of these universities? Pacific Western sounds like a real university, maybe. What about Grant Town University? No, that's that's no. It's got. I mean, it's, that's nonsense. It, there's. I think there's degree mills. You can like yeah. do you take online courses. Like the Medical Cannabis Institute. I actually looked it up. They have online learning to healthcare professionals. So if you're a doctor, hmm. you can do this as like a side job. But you still have to be a fucking doctor. You got to be a doctor. Okay, all right. So all right. Man Bun, Dr. Man Bun was a yeah. doctor. Hmm. Like, or he must be a doctor. He said he went to, I asked him, I was like, did you really go to med school? And he's like, yeah. It's like, really? Hmm. He's like, 11 years, bro. Hmm. Like 11 years. Hmm. And you're a medical marijuana doctor? He's like, hmm. no, nah, this is my side gig. So he must be like a, a real doctor, I imagine. I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, he was only like maybe probably 35 or okay. something. Huh. So anyway, he like had me fill out this, like it, the whole procedure took like less than 10 minutes. Like the whole thing took like 10 minutes. Like he had me fill out this like, I don't know, legitimate form about my health. He's like, all right, so what's going on, bro? I like, I was like, insomnia. He's like, oh, okay, you can't sleep, anxiety. Is it stress? And I was like, Yeah. Okay, he's got lots of stress, insomnia. All right, bro. How many hours do you think you sleep a night? I was like, uh, four? Three and a half. You sleep three and a half hours because of the stress, right, bro? I was like, yeah, they, exactly, because of the stress. So, all right, man, I got what you need. I'm going to take care of you. And so he goes out and fills this form. And he comes back and he's like, right here, this card. Go to this dispensary. Two grams on us for the mm. referral. Right, sure. So I was like, is that it? He's like... I'm, he's like, that's why they call me. He's like, that, or that's why I'm a doctor to make you feel good. And I was like, well, thank you, Doctor Davidson. Mm. <laughs> and then, you know, and, and he just kind of shook. It wasn't even like a real man bun. It was like a tiny little man bun. Mm. You know, that's weird. So yeah. So anyway, I go over to. Uh, but there, the, was, there must just be like two, like three. You know, 
things you can check, right? Like gla- like the diagnosis, like oh, glaucoma, yeah. stress, or like I never really got into Peter Frampton or so, or whatever the third <laughs> thing is, you know? You know, you could almost say anything. You could yeah. say headaches. Mm. You could say I'm nervous mm. or I get anxiety in social situations. Mm. The only thing you can't say is I'm schizophrenic. Because uh, yeah. if you say you're schizophrenic, mm. they're not going to give you marijuana. Don't say that, kids. You know, so yeah, yeah if you want to get your, you know, you go in, say you got scurvy. They don't give a shit. Mm. Like I got the I got a case of the scurvy. I, you know, it's like you'll be like, all right, here's some uh, medical marijuana for you. Bro. I don't really get that show Adventure Time. Here you go. Here you go. Yeah, two grams on us. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, so I was like, okay, well I guess I'll go the uh, the uh, dispensary here. And have you ever been to one of those? No. Well, you don't smoke. I don't weed, smoke though, right? weed. No, I can't. Dude, you need to chill out, bro. I. <laughs> Do you, do you want me to go get the cloth sack? I, I, and we can try I, that yeah, for a little bit. Let's let's do that. I'll let's, put on some uh, Bob Marley. Let's get the beanbag chair out. You know, <laughs> get the lava lamp. I should do that. Blacklight poster. Fucking Bob Marley. Yeah, that'd be great. Ugh. I should just revert back to being like an eighteen-year-old mm. stoner. Yeah, Bob Marley and mm. like a Led Zeppelin blacklight poster, mm. <laughs> and the fucking dreadlock hat. Um. But yeah, so I go to this this mm. dispensary. A poster that with an alien that says, take me to your dealer. <laughs> That's yeah, pretty good, yeah. yeah. But it'd have to be a blacklight poster. Right, yeah, sure. You know? Mm. Um, so yeah, I go to this dispensary and it it totally wasn't what I thought a dispensary would be like. Like I thought it would just be like, a, you know, some hippie dude and you'd have like, yeah, Bob Marley in the background and then they'd have a bunch of glass jars with all their marijuana in it mm. and they'd have funny names. Um it was different than that. It was like, this is on this. Is, I guess some dispensaries are like that, but they close at like five or six. You know, this one was open till midnight. It's on Melrose and it's ghetto. Hmm. Like you walk in and this is like huge uh, security guard, big black guy was just like, where's your paperwork? And so I like showed him my, cause they give you like a printout mm. and then I had to fill out another form for this place with mm. my ID and everything. And you got to do the whole transaction behind bulletproof glass. Mm. And then there can only be one person in there and at one time. And then they buzz you through this big, huge metal, like iron and reinforced door. And then you go in and it's like, yeah, there's like counters. And then they got the bud tenders who are always, I guess I didn't know this either, but I was talking to some other people, all the bud tenders. Always attractive women. Huh. They're always like really attractive. That's like a, that's, I guess, the way they draw in stoners. But I mean, why? It's not a hard sell, you know? Like, I don't, it's weird. I mean, they're there to buy weed anyway. Yeah. yeah, yeah. To treat their medical conditions. Mm. Um, but yeah, the girl behind the counter was just like, just beautiful. Mm. And I guess that's how it is at every uh, dispensary. I'm not sure it's a thing that they do. And so she was explaining to me, uh, like, the way it works. Like, you could buy Indicas, which is, the, like, if you have trouble sleeping, you get an Indica and it just right. knocks you out. Or Sativas, if, you know, you want, like, a daytime high. Or Hybrids, a mixture of the two. And then there's all this other shit that I'd never heard about called Wax or Dabs or Shatter. Have you ever, I, I, I don't know any of this. This is all new to me. Yeah. Yeah, you don't, you don't smoke any of this. But mm. to me, I was just like... You know, back in 2000, in alt one, you know, we, we used to smoke joints of, uh, yeah, I've had some of this stuff before, but I was just, and I've even been to Amsterdam and I smoke yeah. weed. It's like, this is crazy. It's crazy. I bought, so I, you know, I didn't, I wanted to look 
kind of like I in knew my I was day, doing. we'd smoke a marijuana cigarette and sit around and watch the airships going off to fight the Kaiser. Yeah, you know that, mm. that's a, that's how I felt. Yeah, I was like, yeah, you know, we just uh, pack a bowl and and and, and, and puff on a bong. You know, it's like mm. that's what we did. They don't do that anymore. Now it's like you buy this. I bought a twenty dollar joint. I'm actually kind of scared of this joint. Haven't smoked it yet. It's twenty dollar joint, masterfully rolled. I believe they're called jazz cigarettes. D. Maybe, okay, maybe it's a jazz cigarette. Okay. But it, it's like dipped in liquid THC. Mm. It's rolled in marijuana wax, sprinkled with keef, and then it's the got is like- keef? What is keef? I don't even know what keef is. Oh. And then it's got like top like, shelf bud. Mm. And, and it's all wrapped up in this massive like, I don't know, four inch joint. Okay. I haven't even touched it yet. I think it's going to make, that's mm. going to make me schizophrenic. Hey, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm going to smoke it eventually because I bought it, and then and then the, to make matters uh, to, to make it even funnier, because this place is so ghetto, they gave me a a, a grape or a strawberry soda. You saw that yeah. strawberry soda? That's just strawberry THC soda. wedding cake flavored soda. Well, at first she was like, "Do you want a soda?" And I was yeah. like, "Sure, I'll take." It. I was kind of thirsty, mm. and she's like, "Oh no, it comes with." She's like, "Your your first time patient, mm. so it comes you know it comes with your with your purchase," and I was like. Does the soda have THC in it? She's like, everything's got THC. Hmm. And everything in that place had THC. The gummy worms, the ice cream sandwiches, the chocolate. Just every single thing you could put THC in. Was that girl made of THC? I think she was. She was just just all green buds. Hmm. You know? Hmm. And so, um, yeah, anyway. I bought 3.5 grams of uh, blueberry kush. Um, One of those magic joints. Uh, Got some chocolate. I got what you need, Harrison. Mm. I'll take care of you. All right. I'm your pusher. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that, it's a whole weird world. Whatever happened to just taking a joint and dipping it in some fucking formaldehyde and being happy with that? And just getting you high. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Now now you got to smoke dabs. Yeah. I mean, even uh, Snoop Dogg's got his, own, got his own brand of marijuana mm. and dabs and shatter, which I'm not even quite sure what shatter is. But, uh, but yeah, so... Um, Probably next time you come over here to record the show, it's going to be a little bit different. Okay. It's probably going to be Bob Marley in the background. Yeah. You know, I'm probably going to be a lot less uh, uptight, you know, than I usually am because I'll be chill now. I'll be able to get sleep at night. Hmm. Um, yeah. I think there, there might be some change. We might be doing this show in a black light. You know, there might be a black light in here. It's not going to be as bright as it is. So just be prepared. All right. You know, stoner I'll... culture. Yeah. A lot of. Is uh, what I'm learning. A lot of posters with mushrooms, whatever. <laughs> sure, but it, but it's it is funny though. I mean, mm. every dispensary has different weed. Mm. You know, I was looking at this. Uh, I was talking to a friend of mine about it. He's like, "Yeah, I bought this weed called God's Pussy." I was like, "Jesus, wow!" And does it live up to its name? He's like, "Hell yeah, bro! Mm. <laughs> God's Pussy." I, if if you call your marijuana yeah. God's Pussy, it better fuck you up. Anyway, that's like when you buy like you know. Hard drugs, if one d- did that. Uh, it's all, all the brand names are like body bags. <laughs> all, it's got like a picture of a body bag stamped on it, you know? It is kind of, yeah. I, why, is it so for, why is it so foreboding when it comes to like harder drugs? Because everyone wants a little death, you know what I mean? Yeah, but marijuana, it's like, I guess you don't die from marijuana. You don't die from marijuana. You just eat a lot of food. Yeah. I'm scared of the edibles, though. I don't do that. 
No, then you have no control over what's going to happen to you. No, you're I just mean, like, ah, yeah. for an hour, I'm going to be shivering in the corner. You it, know? Sometimes that shit can last for like three or four hours. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to do that. Anyway, uh, People's Episode 507 here is Sick and Wrong. Uh, send us your story, Sick and Wrong Podcast at hotmail.com. We do have some good uh, Sick and Wrong news stories coming up. Uh, we got some phone calls coming up. Uh, before that, here's a word from our sponsor. You've been nice all year, but now you're feeling just a little naughty. Well, Adam and Eve knows exactly how to help you with that. Through New Year's, when you order that special naughty gift, you'll get 50% off almost any one item. But that's not all. You'll also get a naughty and nice kit, free with your purchase. Your kit will come with a special item for him, an adult toy for her, and something you'll enjoy unwrapping together, plus free shipping on your entire order. Adam and Eve has gift items that are perfect for him or her. Try an adventurous adult toy, a spicy movie, or even a new slippery sensation. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special holiday offer. Get 50% off one item, a free naughty and nice kit, and free shipping when you enter offer code DIDDLE. D-I-D-D-L-E. That's DIDDLE at adamandeve.com. So Harrison, we got some uh, sick and wrong news stories to get to here. Uh, do you see that do. Uh, Bernie Sanders introduced a bill to legalize pot? I did see across that. The U.S. Yeah. Do you think he has a uh, one of those dreadlock hats? Um, he might. He might. You know, he might. I'm sure he. Yeah, he, he probably has one. He wants to end the Federal Marijuana Prohibition Act in the U.S. Senate. That's what I love about Bernie Sanders. You know, the guy still flies coach. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, he flies coach, of course. But what I love about Bernie Sanders, he's like, I don't give a shit if I get elected. I just want to bring attention to the issues. Is that what he's trying to do? Okay. Dude, he's not, that guy is, I, I love Bernie Sanders. Mm. I would love to see a cantankerous old Jew mm. in the White House. It'd be yeah. great. Never would happen, ever. This will never mm. happen. Um, the closest we ever got was Joe Lieberman. That didn't even happen. Yeah, that didn't happen. Um, but I just love the fact that uh, that that, Ber- that Bernie uh, is like, you know what? Let's legalize pot. Yeah, I mean that, that should be decriminalized. I, I agree with him. I mean, sure, that doesn't help me at all. No, I don't smoke, but, but you know what I mean. Like, it, it, but at the, at the same time, though, yeah. I mean, maybe you totally do that, relevant to and me. then other drugs, the charges would be they'd be more lenient. You know, because you decriminalize par- marijuana, and then maybe the next drug, they're like, yeah, you know what? You have a little bit of cocaine. That's fine. I I get behind that. You know. Yeah. But anyway, if that's I, where we're going with this. Then I say, okay. The fact of the matter is, full speed. It ahead. will never pass. It will never pass. But you know, my hats off to Bernie Sanders for trying. Yeah. You know. Um, in other news, did you see this? Jeb Bush would kill baby Hitler. You seen this? You heard about this? You heard about uh, this thing yeah. <laughs> that, that, that he'd kill What's baby up Hitler. With this, uh, Snapchat. You see this? Uh, no, no, no. Y- yes, I did see that. That he would. He ab- what do you say? Absolutely. Or he said hell yeah. Hell yeah. He'd go back oh. in time and kill baby Hitler. I guess my issue Who is. Who the fuck asked him that? Well, oh, my issue anyway. is why are they asking him that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like who cares? And is this a gotcha question? Right. Who would win in a fight? In a fight, Frankenstein's monster, a Batman. You know, I- like what? 
this is what they're asking the fucking presidential candidates. If they, well, it's just, yeah. but what, what I find funny about it is Jeb Bush didn't even hesitate. Yeah. It's like, sure, I'll commit infanticide. <laughs> I'm going to kill him. Like, you know, if he's yeah. right in front of me, I'll kill him. I'll kill the mom while she's still pregnant yeah. with un, the unborn baby Hitler. It's like, Jeb, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's Car- like uh, Marco Rubio, it. which is your favorite Nightmare on Elm Street movie and why? Like, what, why are they asking these questions? Uh, Jeb Bush says, you got to step up, man. It could have a dangerous effect on everything else, but I'd do it. So Jeb Bush is actually pondering the effects of, uh, you know, uh, uh, screwing with time. Yeah. And going back in time and, and the repercussions it might have for the future. Mm. But hell yeah, he'd still do it. But see, then you fuck up. I think, what was that show? Some British show was... Uh, Doctor Who? No, it was like kids with powers or whatever and it was like this dude gets time travel and he goes back in time to kill hitler but he, hitler like slaps the shit out of him and then he loses his iphone so then the nazis have this iphone and they like win the war because they get fucking microchip technology and shit oh wow yeah yeah no, if, you yeah. know i know the show you're talking was that the yeah. one with the the bunch of superheroes and they hung out at the bar and there's a gay guy that could go back in time like 45 seconds I don't. That is, that is <laughs> you heard it? He's like, no, he's this really bitter gay guy. I think his like superhero name was like Time Bomb or something, and he could only go back forty five seconds. No, these they didn't have names. These, oh, okay. it was just All like right. Shauna and you know Eric or whatever. They but they it. had like mutant powers. Benedict and Robin, or but whatever. there wasn't a bitter gay guy that could go back in no, time. What is that? That sounds. I, I don't know. I kind of want to see that. It's that a great, great show. I, yeah. I forget who's in it. Uh, Nathan Barley, the guy that was in Nathan Barley. Our English fans would know. I'm okay. sure someone's going to tell me. Yeah, I'm sure, um, I'm sure it'll be on my fucking so, Facebook. So what's your answer here, uh, Harrison? Would you go back in time and kill baby Hitler? I, I don't think so. I mean, what? Who's going to, you know, like that's going to fuck. It's completely change everything. It's crazy. Be a hell of a lot more Jews around. Uh, I yeah. don't know if that's a good thing. I, I don't know. I mean, my, as, what, my, what do you as, think? my dad, as my Jewish dad says, TMJ, you know? <laughs> Too many Jews. So. Yeah, I don't know. I think, is everybody going to now look mm. like Jerry Seinfeld? Everyone, men and women? You know what? It'd be a lot less weird. Like, my my body hair would be a lot less weird if I did go back in time and kill him. There'd be a yeah, lot more Jews. I mean, be, people would... Women would be, like, normalized to fucking back hair, I feel, you know? Yeah, because they, they're they so used to it. Yeah, yeah. There'd be so many Jews that... It's, okay, so you know what? Yes, I, I'm going to do that. Just just for my own purposes of of feeling bad about my body hair there we go i think what i would do is mm. i would take baby hitler mm-hmm. and i would have him be raised by like elton john or something <laughs> and just see what it, you know it's like then what happens yeah. like elton john and his elton john's longtime companion could mm. raise young adolf hitler and see how he turns out I guess that's why they call them the Jews. Some run the banks and some just make shoes. Yeah, that, that, and then he would go on to write hit songs about that. About, you I, know, I, yeah, and I think it could be, uh, you know, who like knows? fucking Eva Brown. You know, what was that song? He could be a celebrated member of society rather than right. uh, someone that we spurn. Eva Braun would be a candle in the wind. Yeah. You know, you know there knows. we go. Got a story here to get to from a guy who calls himself Dugs. Dugs. That almost sounds like a good stoner name. I probably should come up with a Dubes stoner name. Or Dubs. No, Dugs. But Dubs is a better stoner yeah. name than Dugs. 
This is like D O O O G S, not like Dukes. It's like okay. Dukes. All right. You know. Sure. Um, Why but Dukes is more of a stoner name. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's a little too on the nose, though. It's it's it's, it's very obvious. Mm, yeah. I'd rather have something that's a little more I don't know, a little more vague. I, I'd have mm. to think about it. But uh, yeah, stoner name. Captain Trips. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Captain Trips. Welcome to my stoner abode. We all sit on mushroom-shaped beanbag chairs. Yeah, that could be cool. Yeah. Smoke out of my hookah. Oh. Chill out, bro. Um, Dukes writes, Evening, gentlemen. Here's yet another reason that us limeys are so in favor of gun control. Especially super spunkers. Cheers, Dukes. You know, if, uh, if guns... In this country, we use like guns in this story. I would definitely want gun control. I don't think they'd be as deadly, uh, but definitely as uh, traumatic. Okay. So uh, what happens here? Squirt gun attacker is jailed. Kevin Jaramillo, Jaramillo, I'm not sure how to say this, Mm. found guilty of spraying semen on children's faces. He gets 18 years in prison. That's like what you get in Europe for like killing three children. Yeah, you, you can get kill, eighteen you years in prison. Years. Yeah. Eighteen years, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, and then you're where did like, this happen? Where did this happen? This happened in uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. But in the U.S., you get eighteen years for spraying kids in the face with semen. Um, this guy's thirty-five years old. I'm sure he's going to be very popular in prison. Uh, he's been sentenced to eighteen years in jail after he was found guilty of child abuse and uh, other criminal sexual offenses. Apparently, he was arrested using a squirt gun laden with his own semen mm. to spray several kids in the mouth and eyes. <laughs> um, yeah, he pled uh, guilty at first and then later changed his plea to no contest. What would your defense be if you were his lawyer? Yeah, insanity. It'd have to be yeah, insanity. To I don't be, even know yeah, yeah, else yeah. You could, what else you could say. You have you know, to, yeah, like, it's not just like a wacky prank I'll, although know? if i was his lawyer i'd be like how the fuck did you how long did it take you to it fill up take a while you know like multiple yeah. squirt guns with semen and then i think you'd have to like water it down maybe for it to work or properly to pour it in the uh the hole it's kind of th- you know thick and, and it doesn't say soupy. if it's a super soaker which could hold a lot of a lot more calm oh than just God. the regular shooters took like years um so the conviction came after several of his victims accused kevin of spraying them with semen on two separate occasions uh, don't name your children Kevin. Just don't, <laughs> please. Grow up to be semen sprayers. Mm. According to his victims, uh, Jaramillo approached them and claimed he was making a video for his church in order to raise awareness about <laughs> abandoned puppies and that he wanted to film them as he used his squirt gun on them. Yep. You got to admire this technique. Mm. You got to admire that. Like, would you have thought about that? That just seems needlessly elaborate. I mean, he could have just ran up to him and sprayed him in the face and then ran away. But what did he think was going to happen? I don't, you know, Jesus Christ. I don't understand. What I would want to find out is how do you correlate saving abandoned puppies with spraying me, filming me, spraying me in the Mm. face or filming me while you spray me in the face with a squirt gun? Mm. Like, would you want to find out what's the correlation here? Like, how are you going to raise awareness for the puppies at your church? And what the hell kind of church do you go to? That would, want, that would let you film people being sprayed with squirt guns. I, I don't think the two premises were attached to each other. So. P- possibly not, but you yeah. got to admire his technique. Yeah, I guess I mean, so. This guy, uh, yeah, this guy's creative. He's a creative child molester. Needlessly serpentine. So several children 
you know, being the uh, the logical uh, thinkers that they are, mm. agreed, assuming that the squirt gun only had water. Wait, they were going to get sprayed? Okay, I, I think I may have misunderstood. They're going to spray it in the face with water, they think. All right, Harrison, let me explain right. this technique <laughs> Sorry, again here. I, don't this. <laughs> I, I know you're having trouble grasping the concept. It starts, off, mm. it starts off with this guy going up to a child, <laughs> okay. and he's saying... I'm trying to raise awareness for abandoned puppies for my church. Yeah, okay, I got that. And the way I'm going to do that. this yeah. is filming, I'm going to film you being shot in the face with a squirt gun. Okay, all right. I and so the kids were like, hmm. That's insane. All right, that Who sounds good. Who would say all right to that? Who wants that? No one. Yeah, I, I don't get yeah. it. And you know what? They, they weren't all just children. There was an 18-year-old girl who was like, all right. How old were this, this mix of? Uh, they said between uh, 9 and 18. That's a weird mix. It is a weird mix, but yeah. it sounds like he's an opportunist. Mm. Uh, so several children agreed, assuming the squirt gun had water, because why would you think, oh, that's a squirt gun filled with semen? I'd never think that. I However, might. several of them complained to their parents after Kevin squirted a strange substance on their faces. Um, and he also exposed himself after he did it, which I think that right there is insult to injury. Yeah, that's he just, might have gotten away with his uh, his plan here if he didn't pull his dick out. Yeah, that's know, and ruin it. that's just the, the the cherry on top, you know. So, following an investigation, the samples were taken to the laboratory, where it was confirmed that the substance squirted on the child's and the children's faces was actually semen. <laughs> so, so the parents had to take him there, and so uh, yeah, sure enough, he got arrested. Uh, he, you imagine being the guilty. guy who works in the lab, like, hey, Bill, Bill. <laughs> Is this come? Can you run the tests? You know, you do. You guys do the tests down there. You do the tests. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is this come? We just need you to confirm that. That'd be great. Thank you. Well, yeah. could you imagine being the parent? Like, when the yeah. kid comes home, it's like, Mom, there's some guy sprayed this stuff, sticky stuff all over my face. What is it? And could you just imagine? Like, yeah, I don't even know what I would do. I mean, if somebody sprayed, my, my immediate reaction would just be, I would scream ultimate rage <laughs> i would just literally beat someone to death if they sprayed semen in my face with a I, yeah i, would, I think i, I think that'd be justified yeah. that's, a ju that's a justifiable reaction yeah. to getting sprayed in the face and come yeah um yeah i don't i don't know what i would do and especially if it's your child oh God, yeah <laughs> so anyway before he entered his plea um, the fathers of two young female victims spoke mm. up before the court. Both the men accused her Emilio of uh, spoiling their child's, their kid's childhood. Mm. Um, they said, I wanted her to have good memories of her childhood. <laughs> and now all she's going to remember is this. She's not going to remember Christmas. She's not going to remember the first trip to Disneyland. No. <laughs> she's going to remember when a Mexican guy ran up to her saying he was going to save puppies and then sprayed her in the face would come. How do you know he's Mexican? Jaramillo. It's not like he's not. What the hell kind of Mexican is named well, he's Kevin? Not Dutch. His name's Kevin. Kevin Jaramillo. He's probably his dad's Mexican. I, I don't know. Guess. He's half I Mexican. Don't I don't know. <laughs> well, anyway, whatever. It's not going to be a uh, a memorable, you know, a, a childhood, a good childhood. Yeah, this kid's probably going to need therapy because there's going to be that incident, that dark day that turned this kid into a supervillain. Fucking boohoo. Welcome to the club. Who doesn't need goddamn <laughs> therapy, you know? Like, come on. You know, at least it's like your dad wasn't spraying you in the face of cum. <laughs> right, know? yeah, It's like seriously. the random Mexican guy, sure, it sucked. Yeah, yeah. Um, Did you get any in your mouth? Mm. You'll be all right. You know, but it's like if it's your dad spraying you in the face with cum every Wednesday night, 
you know, after night court. Yeah. That's going to be a problem. That's, that's going to be something you're going to remember, like through adulthood. Yeah. Um, the other guy said he's taking... I can't even look at John Larroquette anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he's taken away her sense of security. Mm. Still, she hasn't gone outside to play since that day. So now the kid's just sitting inside, just all goth and weird. <laughs> Wearing all black. The kids even go out to play anymore. I don't know. Do they? Like, what do they What do they need to go out for? Well, what Mexicans are running around with, with squirt guns filled with semen. The... You're not going to go out and play. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. All right. Yeah, you'd think most kids stay inside anyway. But, but this kid probably stands like, you know, just peering out the curtain. Mm. You know, at the, at the world that exists beyond them. Okay. My God. Uh, following this, like my actually, cat. <laughs> yeah. following this, uh, Kevin Jaramillo was given time to speak before the court where he apologized for his conduct. He said he wants to take responsibility for his actions. He didn't think what he did was fair. Um, he also said he blames drugs and alcohol for the whole thing. That's not you know, really fair always drugs bl- and alcohol. That's what I'm saying. You know? It's like you yeah. always blame drugs and alcohol. Yeah. Seriously? Mm. Although I would like to know what type of drug you take to 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 uh, inspire you to go fill a fucking squirt gun full of semen. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, maybe there's a strain of marijuana I haven't smoked yet that's like going to inspire hmm. me to fill, you know, or compel me to fill a squirt gun full of semen. It's just, I don't know. And that's a plan that requires a lot of follow through. You know what I mean? Like and a lot of cum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I the, mean it's like months of cum. Over that time, it's just that. You know what? Maybe I should just like go to a movie, <laughs> you yeah, know, like you didn't, write a book. Yeah, yeah, sure. You know, make a podcast. Right. Who knows? British writer tracks down teen who gave his book a bad review, smashes her with wine bottle. Wow. Uh-huh. That guy doesn't take criticism very constructively. No. No, he does not. No. So, this, uh, this fine gentleman. A 28-year-old British man, most notable for his 2006 victory on the quiz show Countdown, whatever the fuck that is. Is that like English Jeopardy? Yeah, I guess so. Tracked down a Scottish teenager who'd written a negative review of his self-published novel and shattered a bottle of wine on the back of her head. The aspiring author pleaded guilty to the 2014 assault in a Scottish court Monday, the Mirror reported. His self-published novel. Yeah, self what, yeah. what, uh, what genre? It's uh, a f- fantasy? Okay, here, here it is. All right, all right. Uh, R- Richard Britton, which is a weird name, name for, for an English guy. Yeah, it's like yeah. Dick Brit- Britton. Mr. Britton. That's like if I name myself like Penis America. You know, it's basically the same thing. Um, That's a good stoner name. Yeah. <laughs> I am Captain. Was it Captain Treats? Captain Trips. <laughs> Captain Trips and Penis America over here. Oh, that, that was, would be I'm really, glad that band never happened. That would be really funny if you were high, though. Yeah, it would. People get high and I'll be funnier <laughs> to you. Thank you. Uh, Richard Britton had posted an unfinished version of his book, The World Rose, on Wattpad, an app where amateur writers post their stuff and others review it. Fantasy, The World Rose. Yeah. Here's a description from uh, his book on Amazon. An epic fairy tale romance set in a fic- semi-fictional ancient world containing elements of action, poetry, and comedy. The title has a triple meaning. 
The central... Ca- I can't even read... I'm not even reading the rest of this. It's, I'm already giving it a shitty it's review. It's so stupid. I'm like, giving it a shitty review. I don't care. Just based on the synopsis. This guy can stat- can glass me through the fucking heart. I don't care. I'm not even reading... Oh, I, I can't even... I, I feel sick. I'd I, rather read those books mm. about the fantasy lit where they sodomize dinosaurs. You know, gay guys sodomizing dinosaurs. What? You re- haven't you seen that? No. It's like a fiction, like a genre of fiction that's on Amazon, a fantasy literature. It's like a bunch of gay guys fucking dinosaurs. Okay. What, I'd rather read for, that than this. Yeah, I, I definitely rather read that. Um, so at first he got, you know, positive feedback. Britain claimed uh, the early reception for The World Rose was strong, blogging that the pra- praise I received was remarkable and made me feel great. I was compared to Dickens, Shakespeare, Rowling, <laughs> and Nora Roberts. Did you see his Amazon page? I didn't, but I looked at his blog. I want to. I want to look this guy up on he Amazon. He looks like a Nazi scientist. I on his, there's a picture of him on his blog, like I Mengua. Mean, yeah, he looks kind of like a like a Mengala. But I'm gonna look up his I, or Amazon. Or like a Himmler. He looks kind of like Himmler. But he he looks like a. I mean, just the blog. I'm just I'm looking at him. Looking at pictures of him. He just seems like a. Total cunt. This yeah, guy. but I wonder Just about his Amazon. First worst. of all, I want to see if he has more uh, stars than I do or more uh, um, uh, recommendations. But also, I bet you, like, after this story came out, I bet you all these people are slagging on him. Mm. He's, got a, he's got a lot of people to fucking assault now. <laughs> uh, he complained about bad reviews from idiots and teenagers. One of those teenagers was Paige Rollin, the eventual victim of Britain's savage bottle attack. <laughs> Her entire harsh but fair review has been preserved on Amazon. Uh, here's, here's some of it. As a reader, I'm bored out of my skull and severely disappointed in what I might have paid for. As a, as a writer, albeit an amateur one, I'm appalled that anyone would think this was worthy of money. Ooh, yeah. burn. And then she just goes on about how bad it is. Um, Wait, she points out specific details? Yeah, way too much telling, pretentious prose, and a main character that I already hate. And it begins with once upon a time. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Pouring salt on the wound. Yeah. So, so Harrison, as a writer yourself, mm-hmm. if a preteen or teenager, whatever she is, a tween, was, uh, gave you such a harsh, scathing review, how, how upset would you be? Uh, I, I, you know, I'd probably get a little upset. Um, I... I I got like a one one negative review of a book I did, and um, it, you know I kind of like all attention, even negative attention. But I was a little like, oh, you know. But I'm not gonna oh, go. Wait, so you were butthurt, like, or you did you take and you internalized it? You were upset. Yeah, a little bit. You know what well, I mean? You're it's, a depressing it's hard individual. So I you am. It's hard that, not yeah. to take things personally, even when they have nothing to do with me whatsoever. Go wait till you're on this podcast for a couple more months. Right. <laughs> Jesus. If I if I had a dollar for every negative review I had on this, I'd probably at least thirty dollars. But no, I mean it it's you know, it happens. Who cares? Well can't please them all. Yeah, I mean to track, you know, like like this is actually uh Well he goes above and beyond Britain, this guy. Incensed at the one star review, apparently tracked down R- Rollins' Facebook page, discovering that she lived in Scotland and worked at an Asda supermarket. He allegedly traveled 500 miles from London and found her at the store crouching to stock a low shelf of cereal boxes. <laughs> he hit her from behind with a full bottle of wine, leaving her unconscious and with a gash on her head. Jesus. So he probably just like got the, he was in the store, he got the bottle of wine. 
you know, just, he just in the picked store. it up off yeah. the shelf, probably, yeah, and just. Sure. I mean, it could have been anything. Could have been a you know a bottle of vinegar or something. Yeah. You know, it, I, this is kind of inspiring me. I think I'm going to write a uh, a fantasy novel set in an ancient world, where a uh, butt hurt writer tracks down someone who gave him a negative review in like some kind of ancient supermarket, smashes her across the head, and then sodomizes a dinosaur. I'll, Would you read that? Th- that's gonna be the the best book I pretend to read all year. People have compared me to Thoreau. Yeah. And <laughs> Mark Twain. Yeah. Swift. <laughs> God damn. Well, I mean, first of all, th- this is insane, right? It's insane. Let's agree on that. Second of all, to go to Scotland, it seems like a bad choice. You know what I mean? Like, do you, like to go like, oh, I'm going to go I'm a Londoner and I'm going to go glass somebody in Scotland. Like, remember when that terrorist tried to attack the airport in Scotland? Where the guy's like... Uh, he, they tried to drive a car bomb onto the onto the tarmac in the, at the airport. Did and like, then it, like, Mel Gibson come the, out and Braveheart the them car, or something? The car blew up and then the dude's like, well, I'm on fire. I'm going to blow myself up near the plane or whatever. Anyway, the whole plan was dumb. And this Scottish dude who just, you know... Loads a badass Scottish dude. Yeah. Literally, even though this terrorist is on fire, he literally just like kicked the shit out of him. Yeah, no, I mean Scottish guys are badass. Yeah, like, I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, I, I couldn't imagine. I would have, yeah. I would have, I would imagine that the same thing applies to Scottish women. Right. Like this guy going over there, he's lucky she was busy and didn't see him coming. You know. Well, I don't see how how he did this and then just didn't get beaten to death in a did, Scottish did supermarket. Did he run out? He might, he must have. Yeah, no, he just know? he just cracked the bottle across the head of a woman. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Seems very cowardly. That's insane. Uh, and it, he had a history of um, mental illness. Well, of of stalking uh, another woman online before even before this, and the perfect princess of his novel, whose name is Ella Tundra, uh, uh, was apparently based on a woman he targeted. A, a creepy courtship he described in a blog post called The Benevolent Stalker. And the police told him to s- stop contacting her. The benevolent, though, he calls himself the benevolent stalker? Yes. Yeah, this guy's, this guy's mental. Yeah. He's got some issues. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Um, though and, he- and furthermore, it's your novel self-published guy. You know, who gives a shit? Yeah, I mean, especially that anyone is paying attention to your yeah, self-published I mean, novel. Be fucking thankful. Yeah, I wonder you know, if this Jesus story, Christ. if the notoriety here got him some sales. Maybe. I, I mean, apparently this thing, Wattpad, is it's largely fan fiction. There's a lot of One Direction fan fiction on there, apparently, hmm. according to this article. Not what that I've, one not direction that I've sat fan, there. Have and, you ever written any One Direction fan fiction? Um, only like three novels. Haikus? Like, yeah, just, <laughs> just like, three novels? Yeah, just like three of them. <laughs> No wow, thinking, you know, whatever, now I kind of want to go track this guy's book down on Amazon to write a negative review just for the fuck of it. Right, yeah. You know, why not? Yeah. You know? Um, people, yeah, this, this seems like a good pastime. Let's go mm. fuck with this guy. And, you right. know, and see see what happens. Maybe he'll come to America and glass us. And just claim that the book denies the Holocaust and all these things that it doesn't actually do. I think what that guy's too. book needed is some more gay dinosaurs. Gay dinosaurs, you know? yeah. You know, honestly, if this dude went to the uh, Hollywood Easy Clinic and started filling out the questionnaire, hmm. I think they would have denied him the marijuana card. 
I would, uh, yeah, he's, me- yeah, he's mental. I mean, yeah. with his with his history, mm. he should not be smoking any of that fancy marijuana. No, especially no. not. Anyway, yeah, go check out what's the, what's the, as the world rose is that the, what it wor- is? <laughs> the world rose the world rose yeah what was this cunt's blog Richard Britton with two T's uh, Richard Britton dot wordpress dot com B R I T T O N B R I T T A I N oh wow Richard yeah. Britton yeah like I'm I I looked at the blog just for you know two minutes before we started doing this and I just got angry. I yeah, well, uh, like I just got angry. I think it's time to review his book. Mm. So uh, maybe after the show. Yeah. Anyway, uh, people you can't s- kill us all. <laughs> people send in stories. Two hundred six sixty six. Anyway, people uh, send us your stories. Sing around podcast at hotmail dot com or submit them via Facebook. Uh, we also got some phone calls to get to uh, Harrison. Two hundred six sixty six three eight four six is that number. Before we get to our first call, here's another word. Another holiday message from our sponsor. Ah, the holidays. It's snowing outside, the fire is crackling, and there's a big jar of unused lube on your nightstand. And that can only mean one thing. It's December. Yes, that time of year that we celebrate Christ's alleged birth with the purchase of a shiny brand new dildo at AdamEve.com. And if you use coupon code DIDDLE on your order, you'll get 50% off your first purchase, three free adult DVDs, and a free gift. Show your loved ones you still care and cram a brand new dildo down their holiday road. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, AdamandEve.com, and making a purchase using coupon code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E, like priests do to altar boys. Hallelujah. So we got some phone calls to get to. Sick and Wrong Hotline, 206-666-3846. People, you got to drunk dial us, but remember, keep it under three minutes. Yeah. We got all these fucking calls that are like eight minutes long, six minutes long. We can't play that. That's just too long. We're not gonna play your song you're not gonna play your call if it's over three minutes long. So just call us back, keep it under three minutes. But we've been getting some good ones. And so. if you stop to light a cigarette during your call, don't like wait don't like put a thirty second you know delay delay of you like <laughs> just be a pro light the fucking cigarette while you're talking well keep in you mind know? that i'm sure the call is severely inebriated okay so right. it's like you know their motor skills are off yeah they probably smoked a little weed they're trying to use the cloth sack on their legs you know <laughs> <laughs> and they're bouncing it on their knees oh they're bouncing the cloth sack these bob kids. marley's jamming in the background <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we got some good phone calls. People call the signal hotline 206-666-3846. The first call, this is interesting. I'm very curious to see where this leads. Mm. So this guy, you're going to have to explain the history, Harrison, but this we got this guy, an angry, angry man who uh, called the signal hotline. I guess he must have figured out you, I don't know if he's your arch nemesis or what. He doesn't like you very much. He figured out that you're doing a podcast, called the Sick or Wrong Hotline, and left a coherent yet very frightening message. Yes. Yeah, so angry guy here. Here we go. Look, motherfucker, I know you're home. Why the fuck are you so fucking afraid of me? With what the fuck you did and all the chances I'm fucking giving you, why don't you fucking just send the fucking copies of the book to my fucking door by fucking November 11th, or you're fucking going down, understand? On the other hand, maybe I'll give you a chance. Every time I hear your fucking voice, I want to jump through your phone as an ethereal and kill you on the spot, and I can do that, you know. 
Wait, hold, hold on a second. So this guy's called you before. You know this guy. I know this guy. He's he's a dear friend. <laughs> you, 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 you're friends with him. I, I used to be friends with him. Um, uh, give, like, give me the backstory here. So he's calling. I'm not going to go into the you. whole thing. Okay, all but right. he he he. I did a book. I I based a character. There's a character that's loosely based on. Oh, on this guy. Let's. He found out and he's pissed off about. It. I I mean I, I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna. You just said that. I didn't say that. Um, there may but be so, there may did, be legal. I don't know. Did he read your books? Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. Did you use the same name? I can't comment on. Okay, because I, I do know when I wrote litigation. When I wrote my book, yeah. I had to change all the names mm. because just in case. But this guy, for, for what I find really funny about this call, let me just mention is, is he's calling the sick wrong hotline, thinking that you're home. Again, yeah, it, it, it doesn't work like that exactly. No, but uh, no. I'm assuming he probably calls you at other times. Oh, he does. Yeah, he leaves me. Yeah. So he must have gotten your phone he, number you know, from something. I got Facebook messages. I got texts. I got fucking emails. And now we're getting hotline everything, calls. Every, Great. Every single right. imaginable thing. Yeah. He sounds very frightening. Very intimidating. I was, you know, he's he's all right. This guy's all right. But I'm willing to give you the benefit of the doubt. Every time I hear your fucking voice, I want to fucking strangle you. But how about I give you some time? I'll give you five minutes time to explain yourself. I'll be stone cold sober. I'll meditate. I'll chant. I'll hear you out. I'll listen to what you have to say four or five times. I'll mull it over. I'll sleep on it, and I'll get back to you. And then we'll negotiate. Does that sound fair? I think it's more than fair. Is this the lead singer of the Dead Milkman? Um, kind of. It sounds a lot like him. A little bit. Wow! So you have five minutes to explain yourself. Five minutes, to, I, I, and what I'm do you even, need to explain? I don't. I'm not, I don't even really know, to be honest. <laughs> I like. I'm not even sure. You know. I don't know. Did anyway. you? Okay. The character in the book. Did he sodomize a dinosaur? No, no, no. I don't understand why he's so upset. Yeah. Then. Yeah. No, the, actually, the the character in the book in question is probably the only noble character in the in the book. You know. You know, honestly, or let's let me rephrase it: the only character that's not a complete scumbag. I almost think that this guy is probably more justified in smashing a bottle over your head than the other girl who just left a, a you know a critique. On no, the it's very it's very possible, yeah. very possible. Um, All right, well, I'm yeah. interested to see where this. I mean, is let's going. see where where history. Yeah. You know, I don't know where history is going to land on this, but let's let's hear the rest of this. If you agree to those terms, call me back. State your case, and then I'll get back to you, okay? I promise you, I'm a Buddhist. I'm not supposed to even kill fucking fruit flies, but I really want to kill you for some reason. And I've never killed anybody physically before, but I have killed two people telepathically, and guess who's going to be number three if my demands aren't met? Understand, little motherfucker? Yeah, something about fruit flies, and then a... His telepathic murders. Telepathic murders. Thought murders. Wow, yeah minutes to explain yourself. I really will. I'm a 32nd degree judge by other order of decent sorry as an AM. I will give you a chance. And I'll even go to the Prince Hall Temple at the Acacia Lounge on Eddy Street. I'll talk to the brothers of the Mason Joe and maybe they'll give you a chance too. Maybe I'll talk to the Hells Angels. Maybe they'll give you a chance. Maybe I won't talk to the Masons or the Hells Angels if you give me a call. If you're man enough to stand up to me, if you've got the cojones to say you're an NYU student, you can't read a text, and you don't know why I'm pissed off at you, 
You should be my fucking manager, and you should be King of Pawtucket when I go on tour and hold my throne. And I'm willing to not. Hold on a second. Yeah. I heard Freemasons. I've heard Hell's Angels, right. and I heard. Did you go to NYU? I did. Oh, okay. I didn't yeah. know that. So yeah. you're an NYU student. You graduated from NYU? Uh, alumni. Alumni. Uh, alum, okay, alumnus. Alumnus. Yeah, okay. Whatever. Um, so this guy, though, did he mm. go to NYU too? No. No. Okay. But he knows the Hell's Angel. Is he a Hell's Angel? No. He sounds like, like I, I'm picturing. His father may have been a Hell's Angel. Or Does something. this guy look like Woody Allen at all? No. Woody Allen? No, no. Okay. No. Um, but how does he know the free, like what are the Freemasons going to do? Uh, I think they're going to organize a potluck fundraiser at the Knights of Columbus Hall. Um, Don't they drive around those little cars with the hats? And those, the monkeys? That is the the Shriners. Oh, the, the Shriners, Shriners, which is kind of related to the to the Masons. I, I actually, I think the only place where the Masons still matter is is actually Scotland. It's still like, oh, you get promoted if you're a ma- like in Scotland. So what? He's gonna call the Freemasons, the Hell's Angels, the Stonecutters. They're all gonna come after you. They're now? gonna come after me. Yeah. Wow, you gotta worry. You gotta, there were skinheads. You need to be concerned. Yeah, Harrison. The Bavarian Illuminati motorcycle gang. The skinheads are gonna curb stomp me. Everything. Every yeah, conceivable thing. Here we go. And I'll you know, vouch for you. And I'll write a letter of recommendation, whatever it takes. But you have to call me. You're going to be ballsy enough to call me. And I promise you, I won't call you back and scream at you. And I promise you, I'm not going to go to the authorities about the, about the crimes you've committed. You have committed crimes. crimes. It's a cradle act to betray somebody who's living in a work of fiction or movie. Every movie or comic book states right away any similarity between persons living or dead is purely coincidental. Which the book does. Just yeah, yeah. Know, so you had a disclaimer. Also, this that's not a that's not a criminal thing but you had a, a disclaimer though i had a disclaimer yeah yeah so you didn't just base your character on a work as a living person i am a living person so i'll give you five fucking minutes you better fucking call me back right away or the lawsuit is going to happen sooner than the 11th because i already got a lawyer and i got a bus pass i can be in the lawyer's office in an hour i can have the shoot file tomorrow okay so just just to recap that brief part there once he gets his bus pass, he can go see the war. Okay, just I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that to make fun of anybody. I'm just saying it, just in case you missed it. The definition of character is a one-year statute, but I believe that portraying a living person in work of fiction, I don't think there's a statute of limitations on that. So you go five fucking minutes to explain yourself, and then maybe I'll give you a chance. I recommend you call me back, douchebag. Whoa, yeah, whoa, he ended that with douchebag. And let's be fair, I mean. Even though this guy was sending me death threats, I actually like this guy a lot. Um, Did you call him back? Not with that. This, no, no, no. I, I, we should call him. We should call him on the show. We really should, actually. He's an interesting fellow. No, I mean, um, we should call him and reconcile this. I will mediate this. I'm good at that. All right. I'm good at that. I'm yeah. like an amenable guy. I, I, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll weigh. I'm impartial here. I, I did. Tr- I mean, before he started leaving me these crazy voicemails, I... I uh, did try to call him but he literally would get so mad by the sound of my voice he would hang up on me did you try sending him some seize candies uh what seize candies like chocolates but they're you know different kinds of caramels oh there's like one there's a cherry inside and then you don't know coconut like, things like that okay. you don't want the coconut one but there you can yeah. send him a box of seize candies oh our new sponsor seize candies ladies and gentlemen <laughs> um, why don't you give yeah. him a naughty and nice gift yeah yeah <laughs> Um, no, yeah, maybe I'll try that. But you know, no, I mean, this is, I, I like this guy, but I mean, you can't, if you send me death threats and it's radio gold, 
You know, yeah, what yeah, am I going to do? You know, you do a radio show. What am like I going to do? You kind of want to share. Yeah. Really he's, put me he's in a calling. Yeah. He's calling the show. Yeah. He's, you know, we're going to have to air this. Although, you know, what's interesting about this. It's kind of almost postmodern in a way. It's like a character that you created is coming to life to get you back, like to, to, to get revenge. Yeah. You know, it's like a it's like a bad episode of Tales from the Crypt or something. Yeah, that's yeah, what, that's yeah. what made me think. It's like <laughs> right. this, you know, this Stephen King poser <laughs> author like writes his character, and now he's trying to kill him with the help of the Stonecutters <laughs> and the Freemasons <laughs> and you know uh, the Peanuts gang. I want to be played by Tom Jane. <laughs> that's all I said. Yeah. So, are you concerned? Are you uh, are you worried? No. You know? No. I mean, who I, you who do you fear more, ISIS or? Uh, guy from the dead milkman probably isis i mean i don't really fear isis to be honest but um if i had to think about it i'd fear isis more because this guy i think he's he's you know or you think it's all talk as far as i know he's never been able he's never been known to hurt anyone um well and i i i think the claims of of uh you know being able to sick these various organizations on me are a bit dubious well, you know, I'm, I'm, oh wow, we should see. But how, also I, I like, I mean, I like, you know what I mean? I like any attention to be honest. You know what I mean? I want to so, follow how this unfolds. It's so. kind of like, it's it, getting a death threat. It's like, cause I haven't gotten a death threat since, oh, I don't know, 2009. Let's say. How often do you get death threats? Not since 2009. Who'd you get one from in 2009? Some girl that I, you know, had a he, brief. You abducted her and so, no, the fantasy didn't go well. We were friends <laughs> and then we slept together and she Beat, she like punched me in the face and was going to stab me and I tricked her into leaving my house and then I didn't talk to her anymore and for a year she sent me texts and threats and um oh wait you were telling me about her yeah yeah I made it a did, did you say something like there's a Twinkie outside and she like went outside and you like slammed the door it was kind of like yeah I was like let's go down let's click let's go let's calm down let's go outside let's go get a drink I'll buy you a drink with it and then we like went outside as soon as like we walked out the as door as soon as she walked out the door yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like fucking was Bugs she Bunny. pounding on the door yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like fucking Fred Flintstone <laughs> Wilma! <laughs> wow, that is so slick. Yeah, no. Oh, wait, is that how you broke it off? <laughs> well, she's. I, that, that's I, an yes. epic breakup. That's the, one of the best breakup stories I've ever heard. Well, I mean, she was had a knife. You know what I mean? Like, what do you? What did? kind of knife? Like a Swiss Army knife? No, or like it, a it was Bowie like a steak knife, knife was it, that she pulled out of my. Oh, she pulled. Oh, she and she was holding it when you took her out outside in the hallway. She 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 put it down. She wow, put it down, but okay. she's holding it, and then I suggest I made you know because she's hold she punched me in the face like hard, and then pulled the knife, and I was like, it was like one of those moments. You ever have those moments where it's like, so this is how it ends, you know? Where you yeah, just think where that. you're like, you yeah, step yeah, yeah. back and you think about yeah, it, yeah, and it's like, oh, fuck. had a couple of those, <laughs> you know. Um, but what what in what like prompted her to punch you in the face? Um. I was trying to get her to leave my house. I was, I was at. Cause so she, were you doing the was, breakup talk? Well, she was mentally ill. We, we, we weren't going out. We slept together once. She was we mentally retarded or mentally ill? Mentally ill. Okay. Um, she was hospitalized in a mental hospital for biting a cop or something. She's, actually, the same mental hospital Rocky Erickson was in, in outside of Austin. The Austin. Uh, oh, wow. That's yeah, interesting. What a coincidence. Uh-huh. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, she was, you know, she was mentally ill and. Do you also, often date the a drunk. Uh, not anymore. I okay. kind of learned my lesson. I didn't. Oddly <laughs> enough, I didn't learn it at that point. It took me like a few more times because it's like, oh, the, the manic pixie dream girl is quirky and unpredictable. 
oh, what a refreshing thing, you know? And then it's like, oh, wait, they're also crazy in the bad way, and now I'm going to die. You well, know? yeah, she's mentally ill for biting a cop. Yeah, but you're like, ah, oh, that's cute, you know? And would like, that be in the back of your mind when she's giving you a blowjob? No, it wasn't. I did. They, I would think about that. I didn't, ex- honestly, until I, I thought it was like a harmless whatever until she punched me in the face and then I was like, and not in a sexy way, in like a serious way. Um, and I was like, oh fuck, you know, like this is, this is turned here. Things have turned grim. So that, that's what makes me nervous about girls like that. It's like, so yeah, you're crazy. Mm. The sex is crazy. Mm. It's good, but it's crazy. I'm going to break up mm. with you. You're going to punch me in the face mm. and maybe stab me. The funny thing about this girl is that me and two friends of mine, we're pursuing her at the same time I was. Until the, you two, got punched Two in the friendships face. ended. Oh, because, because of, this, of her. Because wow. of her. Because they were so into her. What did she, she look had, like? She wasn't even that hot. She was like, she looked kind of like... um, Like a young Winona Ryder is what I'm picturing. Like a, like a fucking Amy Acker. Or, um, I don't even know who that okay. is. Uh, Janine Garofalo. She looked kind of like a hot, crazy physicist woman, if that makes any sense. It doesn't, but okay. Sure. I can I can kind of picture it. All right, <laughs> with the glasses, you know, kind of like uh, yeah, so like a nerdy scientist. Chick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, like she, right. yeah, like okay, she would maybe that. like you know write out a you know some kind of astrophysics theorem, like theorem in her own the, blood or something, in her oh, own okay. menstrual blood. But on she the would wall. look. She'd probably be wearing like a white lab coat with nothing on underneath. That's very possible. Yeah. All right, that's sexy. I can yeah, see yeah, that yeah. until you get punched in the face mm. or or gold. American apparel, shiny, uh, hot pants. I do, I do love though that you're able to mm. come up with such a clever stratagem to get her to leave the house. It's like I've, I'm going to take you for a drink. Mm. Uh, why don't you go outside? Mm. Psych. Like yeah, slam the door shut. That's good. Oh, you know, all of my stratagems come from uh, <laughs> come from Looney Tunes cartoons, pretty much. Yeah, I think so, uh, yeah, definitely know. happened. The Road Runner, at least, Road Runner, at least once. Yeah. Anyway, um, mm. yeah, we should see how this unfolds. Mm. Um. Let's think about it. I got a trip coming up to Europe. I don't know. You know, I got a lot of them on my mind. I might be attacked by ISIS. Yeah, but I got some more of back, these. I got some more of these. So oh, he's called. Oh, because oh, he's this. called your phone. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, you know what? Maybe mm. we'll see if he calls you again. But I, I think what might need to happen is we might need to give him a ring on the show and, and talk about this matter. Right. So yeah. maybe but in the future. They're fun. It's very, it's very, you know, it's kind of like an irate Hunter S. Thompson is calling me, you know? Yeah, but he sounds more like a Woody Allen. Like I was mm. thinking, Woody Allen, just picturing his voice, kind of whiny, nasally. See, that's, East Coast. that's who I picture when I hear your voice. Okay, yeah, well, that's pretty mm. apt, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got a, we got other calls mm. to get to. Um, second call is about a guy who, I guess, like is in charge of a gay Cub Scout troop or something. <laughs> is, that, is that what it is? He's like something like it's that. It's like a gay Cub Scout leader. Yeah. Hey. Dean Harrison, uh, uh, we looked over some uh, old podcasts, and I was listening to uh, episode twenty-five where you brought uh, your brother on, and uh, you said something that. about like what was that like eight years ago? Yeah, no, like yeah. nine years ago. Okay. I don't even remember what it was. <laughs> okay. I mean, I know, I know, we did one a long time ago. Where we were talking like the most sick and wrong thing that ever happened to you, and like Wackerly had this like. 15 minute narrative about shitting his pants in a field it was mm. like yeah it was very like Walt Whitman could have written it hmm. I, I don't even remember the story I said oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 
I was having sex with a girl. I was doing a lot of cocaine back then. And I like just had a bloody nose just all over her face. Mm. Like while we were having sex. It wasn't hot. You probably would find that hot. I like, would, you, you would be yeah, into I, that. I, I You're I'd like, oh yeah, that. that's a sex move that I regularly yeah. do. Yeah. It was jarring and uh, yeah, it kind of ruined the mm. moment. Mm. Um, then, but, I, then I'd paint a tunnel on the wall yeah. and run through it <laughs> immediately afterwards. Uh, my brother, though, had some weird story, if, I'm, if I remember correctly, about the leather bar that he worked in. Like He was working in the back mm. bar, and the back bar is, was like super deviant. Like He had to like mm. go in there and wear like chaps or whatever mm. to get in the back bar, and like some guy... Like he walked back, there was a party going on. He was like serving drinks. What? It's there's a sign that says "chaps only" past this point or yeah, something. Yeah, okay. like it was like you had to have leather attire <laughs> okay. if you were in the back. Yeah, yeah I remember going right. to that bar. Yeah. It's in Chicago. It's called Cell Block. But in the front, you could wear pants, mm. like or you mm. know a flannel shirt is fine. Mm. But if you're going in the back, you had to have leather attire. Okay, sure. So I never got to see the back. Not that I wanted to, but I just mm. never did. But anyway, he went. The, he goes in the back. Or he's working the back bar. Mm-hmm. And he goes to serve some drinks, and these dudes were filling their balls up with saline. Have you ever seen that? No. I have heard of this, but I've, yeah, never, like, no, I've so this, never seen it. He said the guy's balls were like the size of basketballs. are huge. And Why? What is the point? I, I don't know. It's a, I don't know if it's an S&M thing or what it is. Oh, my God. So anyway, he was going to serve a drink, and right when he walked over there, the tube came out of the guy's balls and it just sprayed him in the face and like blood and saline and he like started screaming and like puking it was awful anyway <laughs> so I, I, I think that that's what this guy's referring to oh my god all right okay okay gay olympics and uh or the gay olympics i think he said something about um how there were no gay disabled people or something like that I've heard, I've heard that said. There, but there are gay. Just as there are no atheists in foxholes, <laughs> there are no gay, disabled people. Yeah, yeah. I beg to differ, but mm, maybe. Okay. But um, I'll tell you something. I work at a Boy Scout camp every summer, and uh, there's this one guy who comes every uh, every summer, and he's a he's in the retarded troop. <laughs> He works in a Boy Scout club. Yeah. And there's a retarded troop. Why don't they disperse the retards into all the groups rather than just have like the one special group? Oh, man. You know, that just, yeah, that sounds like, that sounds exclusionary to me. A little bit. A little bit, yeah. And uh, I think he's fucking gay. Uh, Added me on Facebook. I don't know how he did that, but. uh... Because he's retarded. And can't retarded people use Facebook? I, I, I would hope so. It's a good question. I yeah. don't know. We may never know. As, uh, yeah, that's what everybody says. And he goes to the Special Olympics every year, which is kind of funny. But uh, just thought I might call you in and leave that there. I didn't want to pick up any old wounds there with you and Wacker. Um, Sub Harrison seemed to be... Uh, Doing a pretty good job there. I'm sorry I'm going to owe a lot Yeah, but whatever. Take it easy, guys. I think Harrison keep was actually in a retarded on. Cub Scout troop at one point. I was, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so wait, so I don't know where... Cause I, I can't I, tell if this guy is a stoner or a Native American. 
he sounded to me like a Native American. Okay, yeah. Uh, it's like, you know, because he sounded kind of drunk, like mm. it's just years of fetal alcohol syndrome, you know, like generations of Faz babies. Um, the retarded troop was clearly not <laughs> blessed by the great bear spirit of above. Well, you know what's funny about this is uh, I usually listen to the calls, like the beginning of the calls or something, and then I name the calls something so we can mm. put them in order so you can play them. And so I think I was... I must have been smoking this new fangled weed that I have. And I don't know where I got dude leads a gay Cub Scout troop because mm. he's not the leader of the no. gay Cub It's not even a gay Cub Scout. They're a retarded mm. Cub Scout troop. So what does he do with the, re- like the retarded Cub Scouts? I don't, think he, I don't think he works with the retarded Cub Scouts. I think he probably needs special training for that. So he's in another Cub Scout troop. Yeah. With like, I don't know, you learn to tie easier knots or I don't know. What do I, 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 you know, I don't know. I was not a Cub Scout. I was never a Cub Scout either. Actually, I wanted to be Mm. in South Africa, but they wouldn't let Jews be Cub Scouts. (laughs) (laughs) They wouldn't, seriously. So anyway, I never got to be a Cub Scout. But to my understanding, Cub Scouts like, you know, go on canoe trips and stuff like that. What, what's, where's the retarded canoe, you know, retarded Cub Scout troop. How are they going to be in their canoes? Like, where are their canoes going to go? How are they going to navigate the creeks and the rivers? I don't think you need to be a fucking genius to sail a goddamn canoe. A bunch of know? retards. I would be nervous if I got if I was in the canoe with a bunch of retarded people. Like, you know, I I don't think I'd trust them to paddle properly. I mean, have you seen the movie Dream Team? Those guys solved the murder after a baseball game. You know, they're all retarded. They got problems, you know. Mental problems. Yeah. Michael Keaton is in it. It's great. It's a great movie. Michael Keaton, the Dream Team. Yeah, I like Christopher that. Lloyd. That's good. Fantastic. Yeah, great film. Christopher Lloyd also played a retarded guy. Or uh, I think he was a guy who had severe OCD. And so what? They all put their powers together. No, they're to like solve they go. Crime. They're like oh, on a on a yeah, because they go to a baseball game, right? And uh, they see a murder. Because like, they're in at the same home, the same home for mentally deficient, whatever, right? So they go to, yeah, and the guy who takes them on the trip gets murdered. And they have to, and then they're like loose in New York. And then they have to, you know, figure out who killed him. Because this movie get sounds blamed. amazing. How it, did I miss this? It's actually really great. Yeah, I'm going to, you know, I yeah. think I might watch this tonight. I saw it when I was a kid in the theaters. It was I'm going to get really stoned on yeah. my beanbag chair yeah. and watch the Dream Team. It's a great name, too. Yeah. No, it's like great. That, yeah. All right. Well, uh, Good luck with your Cub Scout troop there, guy, and watch out for the gate retarded dude. He's going to tie some knots or something. Mm. Isn't that what they do and get arrowheads? Yep. The arrows. Arrows. Well, I mean, yeah, be careful. I don't really know because be careful, I, was, folks. You know, I wasn't allowed to be a Cub Scout. Yeah. Anyway, the last call here is the is a, about a plan for Harrison. Which, when I, I read this, I just assume it's like, some kind of final solution, but you know, let's let's see what this plan is. D. Slyman, Mister Harriscom. Wow! Ooh, new nickname. Harrison, you should probably just kidnap D. You don't have to do anything weird, sexual stuff. <laughs> thank, like thank you. Like, you. Okay. I'm glad, glad here. Yeah, actually, I, I was a little worried. Yeah, that's nice. You know yeah. what happens when Harrison kidnaps you? Mm. You definitely get you definitely get buggered. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's on the that's on the menu. Yeah. Harrison's kidnap menu. It is it is on the agenda. <laughs> yeah. Nice to throw it after you've kidnapped him, but 
you should kidnap him so we don't have to listen to his constant whining. <laughs> ah. And that way, good point. Like There's the problem. John <clears throat> Steele. And the more Steele we have, the better the show is. <laughs> Again, John Steele, a polarizing figure. Yes, John Steele, a very polarizing figure, who will be on the show next week mm. for the uh, Thanksgiving edition of Fistful of Steel. Right. Much like, much like uh, Hillary Clinton. Very and they, polarizing. And they, yeah, and they also both went to Yale Law School. Yes. So. <laughs> and they, ultimately, I feel cheated that we didn't have Steele on the show last week, as was promised. Ooh. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did you promise that? Did you promise people things? You know what? I think I might have mm. said every month we're going to okay. have Steele on the show. Mm. And technically it's still, you know, the month of November. And he did the, the, the month of October. Mm. But actually, you know what? This I planned this out, people. Mm. Because I'm going to Europe next week, uh, I was going to have Steele on for the, the Thanksgiving uh, edition because we're pre-recording that show. So I, I did kind of plan that out. Um, but initially, uh, yeah, we we're going to have him on the first first of the month. But you're going to get a lot of steel soon because you're going to get him next week. And then he's going to be on the holiday show uh, with a guest appearance, hopefully by Wackerly. Hmm. So we'll see. All right. All right. So fuck you guys. Take it sleazy. All right. There's the plan, Harrison. There's you should kidnap plan. me. I don't know what, like what you're supposed to do with me. I mean, obviously not bugger me, but you're supposed to do something. To stop my whining. I'd prefer, I'll go with the final, let's go with the final solution for me <laughs> instead of this plan. I like that one better. But yeah, yeah. Steel's going to be on next week, so you'll get your, mm. your fill of steel, believe me. Yeah. Uh, people call the hotline, 206-666-3846. Keep it under three minutes and we'll play your call. As I mentioned before, I'm going to be in Europe next week. So a week from tomorrow. Yeah, I think that I think that makes sense. So next week I'll be in Europe. I'm going to be sending out uh, uh, an updates to the events here, but I'm going to be in Dublin on Sunday. Next Sunday, I'll be in uh, Glasgow uh, the following Friday and London the following Saturday. We're going to meet up. We're going to drink. There's going to be lots of hijinks, hilarity. Naturally, is going to ensue. Uh, but it'll be a fun time. I'm looking forward to meeting meeting all the new fans and talking to people and hanging out, uh, seeing seeing hanging out in Limey Land. You know, I mean, it's been a while since I've been there. Mm. And actually, you know what, people? Unfortunately, I couldn't get Wackerly to go. I couldn't get Harrison to go. He's too busy. Um, but I did get P Town to come out. So you get to meet P Town. Who the fuck's that? My friend uh, Pat, who's oh. the, the voice of the show, he d- he does the intro, but he's also like helped me engineer a lot of stuff and ah. set up my uh, mixer and all that. But P Town was like, "Fuck it, I don't have anything to do." He didn't want to go celebrate the wife Thanksgiving because he always has to do Thanksgiving with a wife's family because she's from California. Hmm. So he was all like, "Yeah, I'd rather go to Europe with you." So uh, yeah, P Town's gonna come out, but you know, P Town's the type of guy that always pulls an Irish exit. You know what I'm talking about? No, what's an Irish exit? Yeah, you've never heard that term. Never heard this. I'm sure the Irish love it. Actually, I don't mm. know what an Irish exit's called in Ireland. Mm. Because you'd think all of the Irish pull Irish exits. Right. It's when like you go drinking with somebody and then they just disappear. Mm. Because they, they were too drunk and they just got home and left without saying goodbye. Oh. Yeah, you ever do that? That doesn't sound like an Irishman to me. I don't know. It's called the Irish exit. Okay. It's like uh, yeah. you, you just get. It's it's probably racist. I'm sure or something. But it's a yeah. Pat 
like P Town is uh, is infamous for pulling this. Like you'll mm. go out drinking with him at the bar. It's like you know. Next thing you know, he's like, um, "I'm going to go have a cigarette," and they just will never come back. Mm. And then mm. you're just abandoned at the bar by yourself. And I imagine that's probably what's going to happen to me. That sounds more like something a Belgian would do, but a Belgian sure. exit. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know, know why. It's yeah. a, do the Belgians drink as much as the Irish? I don't know. Anyway, people, uh, let's plan to hang out uh, next week. I'll be in the UK. Uh, finally here, Sick and Wrong Song of the Week. Uh, you know, I'm going to play an Eagles of Death Metal song. Uh, they're a great band. Um, unfortunately, they were in a uh, tragic incident uh, yesterday, and thankfully they, they made it out all right. However, uh, they are now the m- most popular band in the world. They are. Um, however, Nick Alexander, who is a Briton who is selling merchandise for the band, was killed because he was in like the front, you know, the front area. So, you know, rest in peace there, Nick. That kind of sucks. But yeah, like, you know. As uh, tragic as this incident is, it was a bit of a boon for the Eagles of Death Metal. Like, I was looking on CNN today, and it said, who's the Eagles of Death Metal? Yeah. It's like, Jesus, dude. <laughs> like, you got more publicity just off of this, even though I'm sure they, they didn't probably want this publicity. But, uh, but they're a good band, actually. It's uh, uh, former members of uh, Caius and uh, current members of Queens of Stone Age, uh, Josh, uh, Josh Hami, mm. uh, formed the band with the guy he went to high school with. Uh, I'm sure Jesse the fucking Hughes. record label's happy, though. Yeah, yeah, huh, record, yeah. they're probably going to sell a lot mm. more records. Mm. Uh, but they're a good band, actually. I, I've always liked yeah, them. I, right. I've seen them in San Francisco a couple times. Uh, they're friends of a friend. I've hung out mm. with them. So we're going to end the show here with uh, I Want You So Hard by the Eagles of Death Metal. Um, you know, rest in peace, Nick Alexander, and all the other victims of the attacks in uh, Paris. Uh, people will be back next week with episode 508. Till then. This is Penis America Take signing off. <laughs> <laughs>
D. Simon is a god. Along with Lance Wackerly. That's 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 a given. Okay. But you know what? D. Simon being a god is not a given, so I'm gonna give him that credit. D. Simon? Here's to you, my my motherfucking Jewish friend. You are a good guy, and I have listened to you for years. I don't listen to podcasts. I literally do not listen to podcasts other than you. 